Welcome to Charmed Life, a radio show discussing spirituality, magic, and the unconditional love of the universe. Thanks for tuning in. And I'm your host, Trisha Carr. Thank you so much for being here with me today. This is going to be an awesome show. I'm very excited. I know that like show hosts always say that, but I mean it, and I'm getting excited. Are y'all excited? Jarvis, are you excited? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that helped. Thank you very much. <laughs> And we are broadcasting live from the Universal Broadcasting Studio Network, wait, Network Studios um, at Sunset Gower in Hollywood, California. And you guys may be catching me live, which you can do every Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific on Facebook or on uh, Periscope. And I wanted to let y'all know about my new Facebook group. It's called Charmed Life, and you can find it by looking up facebook.com slash charmedlifelove. That's that's how you can find it. Um, go ahead and join if you are if you like the show, then you'll like the group, and it's a way. Really, it's kind of like having the fan page, except that it's a better way to stay engaged. So I'm going to be doing teachings there and readings there. I'm going to go live in the group, and it's just it feels so good already. It's so fun. I just started a few days ago, so I would really love to see y'all there. And um, please do share with other friends if you think that they may enjoy it if they're spiritual seekers and they want to be more engaged with a community. And of course, um, I want to tell y'all about the other spiritual community of which I am a part. I'm a, a teacher and a moderator in the Lightworkers Lab, so you can find that on Facebook as well by searching the Lightworkers Lab. And um, my YouTube channel, uh, where you can find the archives of this show and then other videos that I post up there about you know different kinds of spiritual topics, animals and nature and you know intuitive stuff, all kinds of stuff there. And that is youtube.com slash Trisha Carr, just Trisha Carr on that one, so... That's about it for the business. And so now to the exciting part, which my is my guest. He has been on the show before, several weeks ago, well, months ago at this point. He's an actor, and his name is Cameron Gelman. Welcome, Cameron. Hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me. I was on, I think it was a couple months ago. And, yeah. Uh, it was just fantastic, so I'm glad to be back. Oh, yeah. I, it, I just we have so much fun when we get together in any format and <laughs> just chatting away. <laughs> yeah, usually it takes three hours though, so we're gonna, we're gonna keep that limited here. Gonna, we have to. We're gonna focus. <laughs> we're gonna focus. We're gonna keep it in, in fifty-ish right. minutes. So um, Cameron is an actor, and Cameron is by I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that you're a light worker, and that that means that you came down here to um, shine your light and to bring allow more light to come into this plane. That's what we use that term to mean. And of course, you sure no I mean identify these things, yeah these things resonate before you define them. I know for me. right, and then you tell me oh okay I know right <laughs> that makes sense. Um, but yeah. uh, no, I, I definitely feel that I think that uh, all of us kind of come obviously right come down here with a purpose. I yes. think really early on I was kind of in that pursuit of purpose, which mm. was both really exciting and really kind of tumultuous because uh, when you're young it's just yeah. i mean uh, not no scratch that scratch in, it in, <laughs> scratch it in general it's just a challenging thing yeah. kind of figuring out what you're here to do and i think that uh what i've understood come to understand is that it's not one size fits all mm. uh and that yeah. obviously the acting thing is is how i feel best that i can communicate what i need to mm-hmm. but like if i was in accounting i'm sure i could find that same you know this is just what resonates with me. Absolutely. So, yeah. um, 
yeah, I used to think that there was just one way to do this. Mm. And uh, as I've gotten older, it's just like recognizing that there's a million and five ways and it's just whatever resonates with you. So very happy to be an artist. And 100%. And even when like, you know, you found your niche as an actor, but even inside being an actor, there's your niche. And it's just, you're so, we're so unique and it's really like a fingerprint what we're here to do. Absolutely. And we're meant to, if you can dream it, you are meant to create it. And that is not something just to write on a poster and be like, whatever, that's cute. That is absolutely absolutely true why else would your heart be presenting those those yeah, thoughts yeah if i if i had like and, and take this with a grain of salt but if there was <laughs> one like fantastic piece of advice all those friends you have on facebook that you never actually keep in touch with that post really spiritual cliches listen to them oh Cause, i love that because <laughs> they have no idea what they're talking about but the memes are on on they're on point they yeah, really are yeah, whether yeah. it's like you know honor your thoughts and emotions mm-hmm. you know or um that whole concept of life pulling you back launching you into something like those people have no idea what they're talking about and it just feels great to them to share that with everybody they're trying to you know? ha- understand at least but yeah. that stuff could not be more true that's right i mean what you're talking about if, if you can in every moment literally just honor your your thoughts and your emotions and your impulses guaranteed mm-hmm. you will in some way or another build a life that you're you're happy with. Right. You know what I mean? I think we are really used to silencing those things. Mm -hmm. And I had somebody say to me, uh, do you have any idea how much time you spend planning for your future self? It's almost like um, I know I'm going to meet me at 30 and need the following. Mm -hmm. But by then my needs will have changed anyway. And also understanding that time is very finite right in our in our creation and human creation in our perspective yeah in our perspective we're, we're, what we are the perspective we're yeah. committing to right yeah. here yeah. And, and all that we have is now so yeah. this idea yes. of constantly investing in something later that doesn't really exist yet it mm-hmm. makes sense financially and whatever but at the same time always making decisions for you that doesn't exist yet doesn't make a lot of sense Right. But one way that you can, we have a caller and I didn't even give out the number yet. Oh, but there you go. Well, I do want to say the one thing that we can bring the future planning and the manifesting of the desires, which feels like it's future oriented, one way that we can bring it present is to, okay, so I have a desire to have this, be this, do this, whatever it is. So then to hold that frequency, hold that, um, you know, the, the joy that that gives you in your heart, honor it and know that that joy is yours and it's meant to be yours. And then to align with it into the present, which brings it to the now is to say, so what would I have to believe in order to be, do or have that? Yeah. And then that deals with this now, this ever expanding now, which is actually what eternity is. Yeah. So, so, to, <laughs> so, to, so to sort of just a, like a little bridge off of that. Um, I think one of the things that I'm, I'm doing, and I think you as well, and everybody in this community and everybody, period, is constantly exploring what resonates uh, um, uh, in the most potent form for us. Absolutely. Whether it's the way that we think or who we surround ourselves with, and sometimes it's little tweaks that make a huge difference. Yeah. And as an artist, you're, I feel like, always looking forward to the next project. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're often in that, not your best self in each individual project. I was just talking about with the, this with my castmates uh, on this project that I'm currently on. It's just so easy to always want that next step. Right. Um, and it's also easy to base your self-worth off of something that you don't have yet. And it's a really easy cycle to get into, whether you're doing it with, you know, you want a bigger house, you want a, you know, a more beautiful spouse. You want, it's just this constant, right? And so I've found that it makes me feel fantastic to uh, and I had somebody uh, in uh, something called Actor Salon throw this at me to desire things instead of need or want them mm-hmm. because it makes yeah. it feel like I am whole on my own right. and then outside of me there was something that would help me to grow 
as opposed to something filling some sort of gap or insecurity. Of or, course. It activates, yeah. you're saying the resonance, it acti- activates the resonance, Completely. the joy. Yeah. And, and that resonance is the, the single clue, the single way that we know that we are in alignment with our higher self. We, that we are, we are serving, we are serving our purpose when we feel that excitement, that joy, and that resonance. Absolutely. Well, let's take that call. Right. Let's see who's here to talk with us this morning. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Hi, this is Abby. Hi, Abby. Is it the Abby that I, I oh. think it is? Yes. Oh, so nice to talk to you. We, we know each other on Facebook, but I've never heard her voice. Fantastic. Hi, Abby. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I tell you, you've got a talented lady right there on the phone. I mean, she has helped me in so many ways. And one of the most recent things is that uh, the other day you were talking about cutting cords. Okay. And how you basically just cut a cord. You know, I'm one of these people that if I see a TV program, I will cry terribly because I'm just in pain seeing this other person being in pain. And, Mm. you know, it's, it's... been so wonderful to learn this this technique that you have taught about connect, about disconnecting cord. And since I've done that, I'm able to watch a program without acting like the sobbing crazy person. Oh, so good. that's just one of the things. And so, well, that's good because you've gotten ahead of it now. Because we aren't we aren't victims to the environment. We aren't victims to watching something that is eliciting sadness or something like that. You know what I mean? Like we have that stuff to uh, to entertain ourselves and. But we don't have to absorb it. That isn't what we're meant to do with our sensitivity. Our sensitivity is a gift. It is a superpower. But we, I, I was actually told this morning, thank you for bringing it up, Abby, uh, that by Archangel Ariel, because she works with humans. I mean, she works with nature and animals. We, we know that about her. But I've been understanding lately, she's been telling me that she also works with humans, particularly ones that are very sensitive. And that is a work that's on her heart because... Uh, anyway, so Ariel told me this morning that the reason that we do that when we allow eleven eleven, it's eleven eleven. Ding 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 ding. Um, to make a wish. <laughs> everybody, receive your wish. Your angels are telling you. Here's your wish. So, um, <laughs> um, what was I saying? That Ariel told me that the reason that we do that, where we feel like we're absorbing, and we we feel like you know we have our our feelers in all kinds of areas, and we can't pull them back. It's an over adaptation to our perception of the world, because and then we utilize what is meant to be a gift, which our sensitive, which is our sensitive nature, and we we turn it inside out. Kind Kind of, and we then are putting like we, like you, you're putting your your emotions and you're allowing that to be in that television show, and it's not even real. I mean, you're like, I just understand that there's sadness in the world. I totally know what you're talking about, Abby, because I've done that before. <laughs> I, I remember once when I it was like in the early or mid '90s, and I was watching Reservoir Dogs, and it's there's this scene where it's like a torture scene, kind of, and they cut a guy's ear off and all this kind of stuff, and I freaked the f out because it went inside my being. And it was like I, I caught some kind of emotional disease. And Jarvis says, <laughs> that happened to you when you watch Reservoir Dogs too? <laughs> the exact same thing happened to Jarvis. And so, but that doesn't happen anymore. Um, but Abby, I'm so happy to hear that, that you have gotten ahead of it now and you're starting to use your sensitivity as the strength that it is. Yeah, yeah I'm looking yeah, forward yeah. to even being around people that have sometimes this negative energy that's always affected me and really hurt me. And now I can kind of put that shield up and, 
you know, be around the, that type of situation and not let it hurt me so much. Yeah, so I love that. Did you hear that? I'm, thank you. I'm looking forward to being around negative people. <laughs> that is right. powerful. Abby, right. I'm not afraid. Abby, I That's a, a healer. I have a, I have a question for you. <laughs> So looking back, yeah. looking back now, as you're sort of moving into this new phase where you feel like you're able to sort of protect yourself and connect and disconnect when you need to, what do you feel like was, was inhibiting you from doing so uh, during that previous chapter? Um, I guess to, to feel that I was um, feeling that I couldn't get through to them. And, mm. and now okay. it's not really my responsibility anymore. Oh. I can say that's, my piece. I can so, try to make a difference. So fantastic. We're going to stand up and dance. And, and, and <laughs> what, so you know, uh, liberating. It's not your work. It's yeah, not your I mean, work. I think, yeah. um, I think uh, we live in a, right, in a society where we're, as we grow up and as we're raised, we're surrounded with these societal conditionings mm-hmm. that teach us rules that are really not true and not fair. And one of them is that uh, uh, disconnecting in the way that you have is, is selfish and that taking mm-hmm. care of yourself is selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just not true. Um, and it's just always the most fantastic thing to see people figuring this out and determining that, that, uh, that their happiness is, is paramount. And, you know, the truth is, as you're going to continue to find and continue to relish in, you're actually best able to serve those around you and everybody in your life when your energy is cleansed and is clear mm-hmm. and it is coming from within you as opposed to sort of running around trying to keep everybody else happy but not feeling at peace yourself because we reflect onto others what we're feeling inside of us. So congratulations. That's, that's, that's just great. the most exciting thing. That's great. Yeah, because yeah. we are ser- – and the, to say that we are service to others, all of us here, and Abby, Jarvis, Cameron, and me, and like you said, it, how we actually serve others is to make sure that we're serving from a full cup because the cup being full means that we are connected to source energy, that we're connected to God. If we're out there with an empty cup and trying to give what we don't have to other people, then we're go- we've gone rogue. We aren't, yeah. actually, <laughs> we aren't actually doing light work. We're just – because – we are if we if we're trying to help other children of god then we can't negate the fact that we're children of god so if we can't if we aren't helping ourselves that's the first one that we can help then we aren't actually in service to others yeah, because yeah. we're one of the others as well absolutely <laughs> oh, okay okay so that's that's yeah. that's perfect i yeah. think what you what what everybody you know sort of struggles with at first and 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 hopefully sort of evolves into is a recognition of self as another being. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you look at from the time that you're in this lifetime, the time that you're born to the time that you die, you will spend more time and more energy on yourself than anybody else. Mm-hmm. So when you start treating you or, or when you start holding yourself accountable for the way you treat yourself as if it's as if you were your best friend and you start to say, wow, would I ever call my best friend, you know, this or that when I look in the mirror? Would I mm-hmm. ever call, you know, what would I ever comment on my best friend's talent the way that I do mine, mm-hmm. right? Or my intelligence or whatever your insecurities are. And when you start to look at it that way, you grow a conscience about it. And all of a sudden, you're way more mindful of the way that you speak to yourself. Uh, and from there, you know, you, as, you, as you heal yourself, again, the way that you're able to speak to others, it's just this expansive um, it's expanding uh, you, yeah. Absolutely. Because we are all we're all yeah. connected. You know, Ab- Abby, we uh, came today to talk about transitions, and particularly from the context of people who are very sensitive and you know light workers. And Abby, I know that you're experiencing a lot of transition. Um, Abby's, if you don't mind my saying, Abby's father passed, okay. uh, and my father actually just passed as well. So we, we actually have that transitional process in in common. How how are you doing with that? If you don't mind my asking, Abby. Um, doing well. I, it, you know, initially I was having horrible nightmares mm-hmm. and um, feeling a lot of anxiety, but I decided to do a, 
really indulge into lots of yoga and meditation, and I feel fine. You know, I mean, of course, there's moments where I'm, you know, extremely sad, especially, you know, my my mom, they were going to have been married 63 years, so, but she, you know, took one of your advice too, Trisha, I said, Mom, talk to Dad, he's not, you know, he hasn't crossed over, and you can help him. You just talk to him, and, and she did. She said, she said to him, Al, honey, you have to go to the light. You have to go. And, you know, I think you've crossed over. I yeah. feel, you know, she was extremely sure upset the past few days, but yeah. I know she's going to come out of this. You know? If you feel it, I'm, I'm 100% sure about it, Abby. You know. And um, that, that really touches me. I hadn't heard the details of it. Um, and that's, that's normal, you know, like your mother, because he did cross. It's a different kind of... Of grief now, it's a different kind of loss because a different layer of his energy is is in a different iteration, and so it feels different from our perspective. And it, it was interesting when my father passed. Um, so my father actually crossed over before his body had expired completely, um, and he came to me to do that because he was freaked out because he could he knew that his body was he was no longer going back to his body. He knew it was the end, and he had a lot of fear of um, going to hell and all this kind of stuff. So. Um, so he did cross over and then his body actually expired six hours later. And it was interesting, all of the stuff that happened as he was going through that process, how it affected me, because Abby, you, you love and are very close to your father. Not that I didn't love my father, but the, the quality of our relationship wasn't that it was a loss because it wasn't in my life in, in a, you know, a, a, you know, a regular way. So I didn't feel that, and I didn't feel unresolved because I'd had a lot of resolution with different stuff, um, you know, all of the issues. I'd seen him recently enough. But um, when he, it was weird because when his body expired, even though his soul was no longer here, I felt that too, and it was a whole different thing. So when that energy expired and changed, I felt that too. And I say I felt that because he's in another state. So it was all of that stuff, all of those layers, all of that connection. It's very primal. It's very existential. And all of those different stages of steps in the transition um, of those that we're connected with, we feel it. We we experience it. So, so much love to your mother and to you both. Yeah, Abby, yeah. sending Thanks. you so, so many healing thoughts and, and just a lot of congratulations on, you know, there's no wrong or right way to handle these things. But I think that you've approached it in a really beautiful, really um, – you know, positive sort of learning full way. You know, I think all that meditation and all that yoga, it's really something that, you know, I hate to use the word should, but it's something that uh, I would love it if all of us were doing all the time. And unfortunately, it's, unfortunately, it's something that these sort of experiences tend to stimulate. Yeah, well, at least, at least we Um, did it, you know, at least, at least we got there. And I think, uh, so I was just having a a conversation, um, with one of my castmates who uh, we were just uh, sort of in, in that getting to know each other process, but it, we skipped over a lot of steps and sort of flew to some very personal stuff. And I was talking, I, I had just come from a tennis tournament with my father and, and you know, and my family up to, um, up to Utah where I was filming a series. And um, I was just talking about how incredible this, this, this moment I had with my father was. If I were to, if I were to you know, leave tomorrow you know, I, I would I would probably be proudest of that moment. Mm. Um, it was just, you know, I, I got to play doubles with him. There was a lot of uh, teamwork involved, and, mm. and it was just really neat for us. And I was talking about this with my castmate, and he was saying that he 
sort of never got to have that with his father and that his father was gone now. And there was a lot of anger there for, mm-hmm. for some sort of mistreatment when he was younger. And he sort of uh, was feeling a lot of regret for never being able to share those moments. And it, and it occurred to me that he still had every opportunity to. Mm-hmm. Um, that his father leaving, you know, Earth in a physical form uh, was not uh, the end of a relationship. Right. That it continues as long as you want it to, that your communication does, uh, because energy is, is, is in its most potent form it's non-physical right Mm -hmm. so you you can converse with your father uh ask him questions um uh admire him from uh, and him you for as as long as you wish yeah uh because he's again like trisha said in, in a different form but not gone um and that can be really healing because i think people tend to mark time for themselves and say gosh my time is up with this person i don't have a chance anymore to do whatever but trust that anything that you put out there finds him um, and so you have every opportunity now to, to share with him whatever you'd like to. And obviously you have the help of people like Trisha who, you know, can really help you to do that communication if it's something that you're looking for. So take a lot of peace and solace in that and just know that you've gone about your healing in a really beautiful, positive way. Yeah. Abby, what... uh, you're very fortunate that you had, I'm sorry, a oh, beautiful kind of, you know, relationship with your dad. But what if, you know, you are have have more disappointment mm-hmm. in your father, yeah. Um, yeah. and then he's crossed over, and you know you tried when he was alive to kind of explain, you know, why you're disappointed, but now he's crossed over. It's almost like, okay, I, I, you know, I get over it, Abby. You know, the man is gone. Yeah, well, yeah. So sure, I, I think Abby, that is really kind of to the point that you made at the beginning of the call, where you wanted to heal others, but you know, it's just not your work. You can't, you can't force someone to that someone else's healing is their healing it isn't our job to we can assist them as we've talked about in uh, the light workers lab we can assist them and we give them light and love and we but then we pull if we have to allow them to have it because if we don't give it unconditionally then again we've gone rogue and we're not actually doing the work of the universe which is unconditional so um your your disappointment and that un, those unhealed aspects about the relationship is your work and so it has actually nothing to do with the other person. And you ha- them actually understanding it or changing because of the healing that you're having, it, it has nothing to do with your healing. Often, often it's a, it's a direct effect. But the, I think the, the whole, um, the most important part of healing is the intention behind it. And uh, it should always be, like Trish is saying, for self. So that disappointment and, 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 and those things, I, I think... Um, the, you know, the, 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 the worst thing to do, you know, the, the thing that would not be very kind to yourself is to say, oh, well, you know, get over it um, because we don't do that. And it's going to sit in your psyche and it's something that you are trying to sort of work through. So uh, do that. I think um, uh, it will be a bit of a marathon and not a race. And you're allowed to take rest and breaks. And those breaks might look like a day or a week or six months. You know, it just but there will be moments that hit you where you feel a certain way. And Sort of talk yourself through it and, 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 and take stock of what you're feeling. And, um, and I think you can really have a healthy conversation with yourself about it and look at why you felt the way you did and sort of make a decision because you're this, um, you know, it's such a gift to be on this earth. And I think you have such incredible energy and you sound like such a creative, you know, she is gi- very creative, gifted, <laughs> gifted human being. And it's one of those things where you have a finite amount of energy that you can focus in any number of places but you only have so much as we all do. And I, I think I'd love to see you and I think you'd love to see you put that in in your creation. You know what I mean? And in uh, connecting with others. And right now, some of that's kind of tied up in stock 
with these feelings of, uh, with your father. So I think maybe that's the intention behind sort of working through those and, and forgiving him for yourself, not for him, you know, but, but for you and forgiving yourself for anything that you need to, you know. Do, is that were you speaking of your own experience there, Abby? That you have maybe some other yeah. aspects still with your father? Yeah. I figured, yeah. Uh, well, yeah I wanted to be that, I wanted to be clear. And, I didn't want to make that's assumptions. That's great advice to just say, you know yeah. what, forgive yourself. You don't you can be still annoyed with him or disappointed in him. That's mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I, my feelings are valid. So Compl- always. That course, that is the yeah. number one thing is that you in all moments, if you honor your thoughts and emotions, you will never feel um you will never ever be in a position uh, where you um, are made to feel uh, weak or worthless, or because you are just constantly in that state of kindness to self. Somebody else might make you feel a certain way, but you'll be able to take solace in the way that you treat yourself. And I think, again, it's it's just not even for him or anybody. This is a gift to you that you give yourself of peace and of release, because you know that your energy is 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 again fantastic and warm and can be put in a lot of really fantastic places but that it has to sort of be cleared out you know and that you want to you want to be able to uh, operate at full emotional capacity i like to picture a road of oranges be wonderful. you know a road of oh you're fine you're fine abby uh, a road of oranges <laughs> on a, on on a dirt road okay and each one is sort of the experiences that we encounter in this life and oftentimes we pick up an orange and we half squeeze it right and i think that Let's pretend that there's enough distance between those oranges that you need the full nutrients from the one prior to get to the next one. So somebody will squeeze half of it and then trip over it or have some sort of experience that creates an aversion and then they move on and they don't have the strength to make it to the next experience. And when they do, they don't have full strength to squeeze out that orange and get all the nutrients from that one. And I think the metaphor here is that that strength is your emotional uh, emotional capacity and your ability to process things fully. And when we have blockage from old experiences, it inhibits our ability to see every color of the rainbow. Mm. So clearing that out can be just the most beautiful, uh, calming, just incredible experience because all of a sudden your lens changes per the next experience and you see things that you never saw before. And that's so uh, rewarding and moving. And I think that's going to happen for you and it's going to be just incredible. You know what, um, Abby, who was really weird so my i don't like to talk about it because i don't want to activate it but uh, just for a point of reference we had a really uh, rough go um with my family and my father actually was uh, i'm sorry i'm laughing but i'm I'm laughing because of a part of the story that's ahead, not because of what I'm about to say, which was my father was an alcoholic. And um, to lighten the mood, my sister eloquently put it that he treated his body like a honky-tonk. So, <laughs> But he did. He was abusive, and he would hit my mother. And um, and I don't say that to harm any. I don't say that to expose anything. It's just this is a story that happened. But the thing that was interesting, one of the second the second to last time I saw him, he he said, um, he said, you know what? One of your sisters is going around and saying that I used to hit your mother, and he was hurt by it. His brain had deleted it. And I looked at the sister that was there with me, and I said, he doesn't remember. But it actually happened all the time. But it did. But it, you know, you can imagine that that could make some. You could have a response where you're like, how dare he forget? But he was no longer capable of holding those memories or that responsibility. And so it really didn't exist with anyone. It didn't exist with him anymore. So it didn't make any sense. I kind of just, I really, I, I think I was already done because it had been so long since we had, that that kind of experience had been activated for me. 
Um, I had really gone past it, but it was just like it was just so foolish then for me to regard that in any kind of way that was charged emotionally because even he didn't remember it. And there's just kind of like if I were it's just a good example. Like if I were somehow still being angry at him, it would be so foolish because he doesn't even have the experience anymore. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Uh, I think I think just to sort of bridge off of that, because I swear every time you speak, I, I, I triggered. Uh, it's the most ridiculous thing. But so, Abby, I um I have found uh, in my pursuit of that whole feeling when parting in a relationship or forgiving that um, I've been in as as I'm sure you have as most of us have there are different um, there there are, there's different placement with it so the first one that a lot of us tend and I I know this is you because I hear you saying it and tell me if I'm wrong is that the first inclination is to uh, is to take care of the other the mm-hmm. outside of self uh, oh, yeah. to take care of him to try and heal him. Right and and then that doesn't make us right. It's always the other person. Mm-hmm. Always, yes, exactly. and, that, and that that gets us. Sick. I'm here on this you know. earth mm-hmm. for other people. That's right. So so, you know? so that feeling gets us sick, and then we move into a place where we go. You know what? I I I can't do it anymore, and we just take care of ourselves. And that doesn't make us feel great either, because even though we're taking care of ourselves, there's a lot of ill will and sort of malice and 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 and, and, and poor feelings circulating about the other person, which it may as well be your own you know oxygen circulating. It it, it stumps you, and I think finally. You move into this really healthy phase where you combine the two and you say, okay, out of love for myself, I am going to detach, right? I'm going to forgive. I'm going to heal me. Uh, I'm going to move on and and focus my energy in other places. Uh, But out of love for this other person, to clear my energy, to clear my space, and because I still have love for them, I'm going to send them on their journey with nothing but best wishes, and, and, and hopes for their healing and an understanding that they're experiencing things I cannot imagine as I am they. And, um, and it's just like that, that little dose of empathy, I think, really allows me to sort of get over the cold. You know what I mean? To really uh, take a step forward. And I think you might have the same experience. I think that we um, – it's, 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 it's hard to, to understand that – uh, you can have a lot of love for somebody that you feel like has not been kind to you. Yeah. Um, and honoring that and not being angry at yourself is super important because, again, it's this is your father and this is somebody that you love and we're deeply connected to, um, but you are not thrilled with all of his actions and that's completely okay. So I think allow yourself to, out of kindness to you, hold on to what you like. Almost deconstruct the Legos here. Take Take that love with you and keep that. And then forgive all of the surface stuff because underlying all of your, you know, all interaction between humans, even if there's fear on top of it, is love. So you can know that right. even even if it wasn't expressed the way that you wanted it to be, that there was love there, um, <laughs> as there as there always is, and that you have you know love from Tr- Trisha and I and, and really everybody you connect with, whether people are able to express it or not, and uh, and so take that with you. And move forward and sort of let go of the things that are that are hurting you and haunting you and and sort of, you know, needle in the foot right now because that stuff's just not serving you. And you, and you have, you know, so many uh, better outlets and accounts in your life to place that energy. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's perfect advice, you know, not to disconnect with who you are and because that can make you passive aggressive mm-hmm. or, like you said, not feeling not. well, sick inside, but... And then overdoing it and over-explaining it is, is not healthy either. But kind of say your piece, forgive, and that's the most healing thing 
you know, that balance for me. I I agree with that completely. You know what could be helpful too, Abby, I'm getting because you are so, you're such a healer and you're so empathic is that you can, and and if you feel that tension and, and discomfort about the past stories and, you know, all of that kind of stuff is to try and have empathy for the person who wasn't able to love his daughter perfectly. I know you're capable of that. And then just as a point of departure from the the heart, the difficult feelings, you know what I mean? Like who, who, how must he have felt in order to extend that kind of treatment to his own child? And that's sad. That's right. difficult. He was in his own pain. Right. You know? so, so this is his ability of what, he, how he was able to love, how, so, what his right. you know, and, and family taught him. Right. Let that just yeah. be a springboard. We don't want to spend time there. You don't need to, but it can be a springboard to just activate your higher intentions your in your self um, healing aspect, you know, just to be able to use that as a point to pivot from. Yeah, I, I agree. Just with, Change with, the with, channel. With, with, with Trisha, just, just make sure that that's something that, you know, that, that, um, you know, brings you uh, some understanding and some peace, but that you don't use that as your substitute for your own healing. You know what I mean? Point, by, yeah. by, by deflect, because it's really yeah. easy to it's do that. It's a place to just yeah, leave, um, to pivot from, not, not think, a place to, to exist. So, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I had an, an experience with my father um, where, so his, his father passed away when he was, when he was just getting married, you know, so he was very mm-hmm. young and, um, you know, I would say that with my parents, even when I'm not, you know, thrilled with them or when things are challenging, uh, there's a lot of love there. And, and I, would, I would say that there are a lot of experiences in my life that I can't wait to share with them. And um, uh, I realized that I have that inclination or that impulse. And it hit me uh, several years back that I have a father who has the same impulses and inclinations to share these things with his father but his father is no longer around, right? And so this con- this just mind-blowing, I mean, really just completely um, warped my perspective. This understanding that you can be incredibly close to someone and, and still have no idea what's, what's happening in their psyche, you know, in their subconscious, in their hearts. Um, this was something that my father, you know, in all likelihood was hurting with, you know, every day in small moments. And, you know, there were certain activities that he would do that I didn't realize were him connecting with his father. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Knowing just just knowing that 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 people unfortunately hold stuff in and keep secrets, and if you imagine how it feels to clench your fists and tighten your body, you know, and you do that for five seconds, understand that that's something that this person was feeling likely throughout their lives. That there's this exhausting uh, uh, weight that they were carrying at all times, and so I think um, that second that the multi-pronged, you know, taking care of yourself and taking care of others is once you've taken care of yourself, just wishing somebody peace and, 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 and freedom from that weight, yeah. you know, and knowing that, that people reflect onto others, what they're experiencing again themselves. And so what was being reflected onto you was, 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 was a result of, of things that, you know, we can't possibly know that were going on within his system, yeah. you know? And so they really, while they, while he was your father and while you guys had the relationship you had in a way, they had very little to do with you. And there's always sort of this little being there that is full of love that's sort of screaming to get out. But as we don't deal with those oranges on that road and as the emotional baggage builds up, it becomes harder and harder for that little screaming voice to, to be heard. And, um, and so even if his intentions at some point were fantastic for you to understand that and it to be communicated to you may have been unrealistic, right? Yeah, I think and what I'm being explained here, <laughs> clairaudiently, is that um, it is actually that, that technique of 
having empathy, extending empathy to the person by trying to understand their context is actually switching over to more to the higher aspects of empathy as opposed to like we say we're we're talking about the kind of empathic nature where we are absorbing and we're you know it's depleting us that is a shadow aspect of an empathic kind of function whereas if we can extend empathy with context and love then we're then that's how it's a trigger up to that higher the light aspect of empathy yeah yeah I just wish there was some place we can buy a magic wand and just make it clear. You know, you kind of put it out, not just clearing ourselves, but the other person, so they can really see what what you want them to see. You know, or the reality. So, or they uh, can I think, really I think see. That's not your work, though. I think, yeah, I think um, as as fantastic as that would be. Um, there's something to be said for the journey. The journey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes. There's something to be said for the journey, and. I think mm-hmm. you will find yourself just growing and improving so much as you sit in this and as you kind there of work is. through this. And so everything, every time, everything you look back, if it was a negative thing and you've moved past it and you're healed from it, you look back and you say, I learned something, I gained something. I've deepened my, my tapestry is more brilliant and, and colorful yeah, because yeah. of that. Not no. that we have to, I mean, ideally, no, we don't have to have negative aspects in our life. So it's not like we are destined to have terrible, tragic <laughs> things. That's not it. But we will always experience experience the contrast that is the work of this life that is the reason we're here yeah i I think i think the the the, maybe the final thought to wrap up a lot of information that you know that's been that's been thrown at you and a lot of advice is and is just that you should be very proud of yourself for the place that you're in now abby uh to be able to 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 uh, conceptualize and articulate uh, the feelings that you have in such a uh, an objective um, sort of I want to heal fashion is so difficult to do, um, and, and you've managed to do it with with such openness, which I can completely feel and is resonating with me. And um, just I think you know as you take steps forward and you know two forward and one back or whatever it looks like for all of us, just remember to also in kindness to yourself celebrate you. Whether that means, you know, having, you know, not making plans one day and just going to get your nails done and getting pampered or whatever that looks like to show yourself like, hey, again, as my best friend, I am proud of you for the work that you're doing. Right. You know what I mean? I I am proud of you for your growth, for working through this. I understand that it's not easy, but, you know, you know, nevertheless, you're, you're, you're moving through it. And there's a lot, I mean, a lot of people not to, you know, not, not, not to go to a negative place, but a lot of people, you know, avoid these things and deflect. And, you know, maybe that's what your father experienced, where these things that we need to work through, we don't because they're too painful. And so we say, you know what, I'm going to deal with them later. And then they go into our sort of bank account of, of emotions and they slowly hinder our full capacity to experience things. And then maybe by midlife or even by 18 or 20, whatever it is, you can literally be at 20, 30% capacity. That's, I think, what a lot of depression looks like. So just remember that you are really doing a lovely job with this and that there's no right or wrong way to do it, but just continue as you are and continue thinking the way you are. And just please remember to, to be, you know, uh, to, to, to show awareness to yourself of how, how, how great you're doing. You know what I mean? Well, Abby, thank you. You both are so wonderful. Absolutely. I feel so blessed. Oh, you bless me so much. Yeah. And I, I just want to, you know, thank you both for, you know, spending your life trying to help other people and make this world a better place. And really, God bless you both so God, much. Abby, right back at you. Yeah, thank absolutely. you so much for your thank work. You. I appreciate you yeah. so much. All right. Have a great day. Thank you again. Bye-bye. Take care, Abby. Okay. Thank you for calling. Sweetie.
she's so awesome. And I actually have only I met her just about I think it's only been two weeks okay. or something like that. But yeah, yeah she's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, we do have another call, but I actually want to ask you about your new project. So caller, okay, okay. callers, please hold on. I don't know if we have several calls or one call, but um, hang on, please. We're going to get to you. I wanted to ask Cameron about the new project that you're on. So, by the way, Cameron just graduated high school. This gorgeous, wise being is 18 years old. And actually, the last time he was on the show, he was still 17. So I feel like mentioning that because more, I would say a handful of people said, why didn't you mention earlier was 17? I was crushing on him because he was so cute. And I was like, <laughs> and they're like, I felt like a pervert then. I was like, okay, so he's 18. So you're just legally not a pervert if you are too old to be crushing on him. It's at least you're not, you know, it's just like your own um, sense of perversion. <laughs> run, run, run with it. Sorry. There's no judgment here. Sorry um, to embarrass you. No, no. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> it had to happen at some point. Um, so, yeah. So this this new project um, is uh, uh, it's uh, it's a it's a, uh, a television series called uh, Relationship Status. Oh, um, yeah, and which is which is really ironic, and, and we'll talk about that a little bit. But um, the <laughs> okay. show, yeah, the show is on a platform called Go Ninety, which okay. is uh, backed by Verizon and NBC, okay. um, and uh, uh, everybody's trying to get their skin in the game with Hulu and Netflix, and so mm-hmm. they're they're creating these shows, and they're very they're vignette style, like ten minute episodes, so oh, they're, they're very stimulating and very fun and quick and are sort of exploring connection and disconnection in, in, in current age because of uh, social media mm-hmm. and because of all these dating apps and just looking at the way that relationships have changed and how we're all sort of fighting to figure out what works within that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just a, it's a really fun show. Um, uh, the executive producers of This Is Us came over to work on a show with us. Oh, wow. uh, where it's, the show stars uh, Milo Ventimiglia, who's, you know, uh, This Is Us' star as well. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, and some really just fantastic young actors. Um, uh you know, and I'm really lucky to be a part of the project. It's, that's it's, so great. It's pretty fun. So. Oh, that's awesome. How many yeah. episodes have you done so far? Uh, so, so we just we filmed the first the first one of season two just this last week. Okay. And then I'll pretty much go up every every week of June, and we'll see what happens in July to film the others. Okay. So we're gonna knock out uh, probably season two and season three in the next four weeks. Cool. So, yeah. Oh, th- yeah, because they're vignettes. So <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm sure that's still a tough schedule, but but yeah. it's pretty neurotic in terms yeah. of the, the back and forth. But uh, yeah. I'm just pr- I'm proud of it. You yeah. know, um, I'm Good. not playing a character that's super, um, you know, uh, uh, like uh, bold and, and and you know, and part of a huge movement. But it, it you know, whereas there are characters like you know, g- gay characters that have these really honestly written relationships that I, I can appreciate, and, mm-hmm. and I'm very proud to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, my character. Uh, I appreciate just because even though he's a 19-year-old kid, there's a lot of depth there. Mm-hmm. Um, and in in this relationship, this is a kid who the, the guy is experiencing more connection to the girl uh, 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 than she is to him. Mm-hmm. And it's just that mm-hmm. she's not ready yet to dive in the way that he is. And I think that's neat just because we don't yeah. see – uh, very often that change in status in, in, right. in media. We see, you know, the, the women very... But it happens at least as much. Of course right? it does. Of course it does. <laughs> but somehow we highlight the woman's It's easy. It's easy to do that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of men in the industry, right? So yeah. it's it's easier to tell your narrative. It's the same mm-hmm. thing in the way that people argue that, you know, the Americans have written our history in a way that's biased, right? You, the winner writes the tale. Mm-hmm. So as many men as they're working in the industry, it's, it's understandable that, you know, that we have these narratives that are sort of always like the women needing something. Mm -hmm. And here, this is like, it's just neat because, you know, I think one of the things that I've really worked to develop as I've uh, grown up 
in just like our 2017, right, and in this generation, is that guys are perfectly perfectly masculine and whole with 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 an emotional presence and being. Um, oh, Jarvis likes this topic, right? Okay, yeah. all right, man, very cool. So because <laughs> Jarvis so, is a very sensitive person too, grown around, and he's he just he's heterosexual. Not that that matters that much, but it, it's actually I guess it does matter a bit in this conversation we kind of brought up. Oh, it absolutely does. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of pressure for. I have a friend who is an extremely sensitive person yeah. who is homosexual but he's and he's more he's effeminate by his own um definition sure but and so i don't know no, nothing is everybody's experience is challenging but jarvis has to be friends with these heterosexual guys that are you know like it, they kind of break his heart that's something that he had to grow up with because they are not as sensitive a lot of us <laughs> by the time we're 20 years old or 30 years old are having to go back and entirely rebuild our yeah. wiring because we were taught not to not to emote yeah. and not to express ourselves and um and but it's but you for know, people like like you two men here that's impossible so then what do you do you just well that's the thing is is that i i i know you know a, a vast number of you know not everybody but i know a lot of guys guys that i grew up with that that are similarly sensitive that you would never know mm-hmm. and so they're sort of selling themselves short and really not living authentically just because they think that they'll you know kind of get, get it, they'll be rejected from the group that's right what, right which is which is you believe. know the truth is that i mean as we know right every every step you take towards your more authentic self is 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 a step you take towards attracting the things that you want in that life. Yeah. So you can build a lovely life for yourself that has no interest to you or no ties to you if you're not living the way that you want to. And so I think what I appreciate about this character and what I would have stood for anyway had they written it differently is, you know, that he's really honest in his communication, that he oh, wants nice. something, you know, more with this girl and that he is interested and wants her to, uh, to meet his parents and she's not ready yet and yeah. she doesn't communicate it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I just I appreciate that. So I think the show is going to be a lot of fun and is going to help a lot of people. And I think it's 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 fun. Well, how can you know? we find it? How can we watch it? Yeah. So um, uh, if you were to look up Verizon Go 90, uh, okay. the platform is right there. And if you were to look up relationship status Go 90, uh, there's a link to all, all the free uh, first season. Oh, cool. And the second okay. season will be there as well. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we'll see what happens as far as a cable deal. Oh, um, I see. Yeah. Because it does have you know, the, the network. Back. Exactly. Sure. Um, but uh you know the uh, the first season won uh, uh, best uh, best new uh, like short series at Tribeca Film Festival last year, Ooh. which was really exciting, and yeah. there's just some interesting people working on it. You know, um, cool. because it was a new media project, and those don't always look as attractive at first. Yeah. And so everybody that's there, they were all people willing to take a second look and yeah. go, wait a minute, there might be something here. Right. You know, so. Um, that's that's the new project. That's great, yeah. and I, I just chuckled when you said that your character's nineteen because it's really typical and as an actor that that you play for a while eighteen to play younger. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. eighteen playing older. Yeah. <laughs> that's not usually how it goes, right. but then it's because we have this eternal nature that <laughs> exudes from him. <laughs> All right, do we have time to take a call, Travis? Okay, cool. Awesome. So let's do that. Awesome. Hello, you're on the air. Who's this? Hi, my name is Kitsy. Kitsy? Yes. Hi there, Kitsy. And I'm calling. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. I have been trying so many times. Um, I am hoping you can help with. Ooh, you broke up. Are you there still? Right now. Say that again, sweetheart. Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? It broke up. Just go ahead. I'm hoping you can help me. Can you hear me now? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, I'm hoping I have a couple of animals I need help with. 
I have this one cat, and I'm standing by her now. I heard her. Actually, I have three, but this one. And she has um, chronic vomiting. Mm. And we've tried mm. all kinds of stuff, have a special diet, and the vets have not found anything. And I was just wondering if maybe she could tell us what's wrong with her tummy. I'm getting that the lining is inflamed. Did they do MRI? Because I'm feeling into her, and it almost feels like an ulcer, but it's not quite ulcer ulcerated. Um well, I guess I shouldn't. I shouldn't say it's. It's definitely not ulcerated, but I'm not picking up that it is created like sores as much as the as the okay. a lot of the lining is inflamed. So let and how long? So you, okay. she, is she about two years old? I'm sorry. How old is she? Is she about two years old? She's actually twelve. Oh, she's an older girl. Oh, okay, goodness. But she's she's got a young. Yeah. she's got a young I have spirit. A couple of young ones upstairs. Okay, <laughs> tell me tell me her name, please. Her name is Mika. We spell it M-I-K-A, but it's pronounced M-E-E-K-A. Okay. Um, okay. And um, is she tabby? Can you tell me what she looks like? She's a calico. She's calico. Okay. Great. All right. Mm-hmm. So let me see. Mika. Okay. I have a tabby upstairs. It may be poking in. Okay. Um, so Mika, and she's calico, and she's 12. And okay. And this has been going, has this been going on for a couple of years? Is that what's going on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it has. That's what the two years may be about then. Okay. So. Um, ah. Okay. Um, so then, let me just feel into that. And so she does have some anxiety. Um, that's that's contributing to it, but it's not the whole of the cause. Um, the anxiety. Okay. There's there's some environmental stuff. Um, does she go outside? No, not anymore. Okay. She used. She to, used to. She used but- to go outside. We have an invasion of coyotes, so a lot of animals on the street disappeared. So we are keeping her in now. Okay, so that I think that she's picking up on that still, and so we just need to let her know that she's safe and that that isn't her concern anymore. Okay, so you can do that. You can just tell her that you're completely safe. There's absolutely no threat to the environment. Um, She asks also about who's in the home and who's staying in the home. There's a bit of safety and security. And so just communicate with her and you could just say it aloud. Tell her about how everyone is safe. um, And we want to speak in affirmative language when we're talking to animals. That's how they understand it. So you wouldn't say, don't Mm -hmm. be afraid. You say, we're safe. We we claim the reality by with the affirmative language. Mm-hmm. We say that we're safe. Everyone is staying here. Everyone is is here together, and we, we're loving each other. And everyone is stable and staying here. Um, and um, so, and there is yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say there is a threat to the environment, and that's the animal um, we had took in this rescue a couple of years ago, and. He and she had an inter- encounter we didn't see, but it broke her jaw. Mm. And um, okay, and, so- and he's, we don't know what is wrong with him. He has some kind of personality disorder, but a switch flips and he just goes crazy. And so he's and still he's there. he's bitten my son, he's bitten another animal. And this is a cat, you're saying? So she's right. To- I'm sorry? The, this animal is a cat that you're saying that, that has the personality disorder? Yeah. A dog. Oh, a doggy. Okay. That makes more sense. And like, that's more common in, in dogs. Um, okay. So is, has she oh. had, is she still at threat of encountering that? Yeah. They're in the house together all the time. Okay. There's your, there's your. And occasionally, yes. you know, he'll jump at her occasionally. Okay. Th- there's your source of tension. Yeah. yeah. I think, 
So a lot of yeah. <laughs> so so I think that it is ha- it has a lot to do with that threat. So it is real. So that's what you're saying. It's real. So then we probably need to turn our attention to help the that guy. And um, I think yeah. that, that would be. The, can you? I'm you know standing what, by him now. Kitsy, will you do me a favor? Because I don't have enough time, but I actually do. I believe the next show, I want to actually do more thorough animal readings, and I would love to work with your puppy. It, would you be able to okay. come on air and do a video call with me? Sure. Okay, great. When? Well, let me just. Well, we'll talk about it. Can you? Um, can okay. you? How, how did you? Let me hang on. How did you find me here? Did you find me on Facebook or Periscope? Yeah, I, well, on Facebook, and I called in the number. Great, good. Will you do me a favor? And however you found me on that Facebook platform, just send me a direct message. You may have to like or join whatever okay. pl- you know platform it is, and I'll remember and I'll look for it, and okay. then we'll be in touch about it. But um, in the meantime, just try to try to hold the space of safety and to let her know that you are protecting her. Because, um, you know what I mean? Just wherever you want. Yeah, just try to, and you can just tell her that and then hold that space for yourself because you're obviously not worried that she's going to be ripped to shreds in this moment because, you know, you can manage it for the most part. So just help her to understand that in this moment. Okay? Okay. Thank Thank you so much. And I'll send you a message. Take care, Kitsy. Great. Okay, take care. Bye bye. Bye bye now. So we have a couple minutes left. Okay, great. Okay. Well, um, this has been really great. Let's see. We were talking about, I wanted to wrap up the conversation of transition. So, and how we as compassionate, sensitive, empathic people handle this. And it is all about staying present. It is all about, because we feel that we are, sometimes that transitional stage can make us feel as though we're under threat in the way that um, Mika feels. <laughs> and it can create a lot of anxiety. But that is, again, that is your, that is the the shadow aspect of the sensitivity and the empathic nature. It, expecting from the environment, expecting from what we can't see that um, that is going to be a threat, the unknown. But, but that is all a function of ego and of the physical body, the physical body and the ego. It, you know, the ego in its in its purest form is meant to keep us physically alive, and that's a good thing. And so, it is this. It is very helpful. We want to listen and love the ego, but we also want to treat it kind of like a child who doesn't have all of the information because it doesn't. It only he has the here and now, but we are eternal beings. So then we pop up into that eternal being perspective, which we're capable of doing, and then we can soothe the ego and we can soothe the body about this transitional stage. And so that is us popping up into the higher aspect, the light aspects of our empathic nature when we're in times of transition. Yeah, I think I think really simply put, uh, you have to recognize that um, that that forcing the ego out or or or, uh, or knocking the ego and trying to get rid of it is the same thing as you know trying to shake a python or quicksand. It doesn't work. <laughs> and so yeah. I think the healthiest way to go about it is you recognize that you were in a car road tripping with your ego and uh, they're in the and, passenger and, seat and they're in the passenger seat and you yeah. make it very clear with that affirmative you know that affirmative voice. I understand your presence. I understand why you're here. I appreciate that you're trying to help, but just understand that there will, there is a map. I am driving. I am looking at the map. You will never dictate my directions or where I choose to go. My and, higher mind, you know. And yeah. but but know that there is space in the car for you because you've insisted on being here. So <laughs> it's a sort of a funny. Well, we insisted you know. on them being here too because we chose to be physically alive. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And that is our show today. Our time is up. I want to thank Cameron Gelman for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And look so, for so so much. My, ple- my the honor is mine. And please. Look Look for his uh, series, Relationship Status. Please, yeah. And um, I will see you all next time on Charmed Life, 11 a.m. Pacific on UBNRadio.com or on Facebook Periscope by looking for me, Trisha Carr, Charmed Life, all that kind of stuff. 
Thank you for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are. Take care, guys.